Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in. Shouldn't shock me that this uh, story comes to us out of Las Vegas. It has nothing to do with the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Finally, we have a Las Vegas story that's not connected to the Super Bowl. No, in this case, it's a, a Clark County District Court judge by the name of Erica Ballou, who's apparently in a lot of trouble right now. There has been a an ethics violation probe and charges that have been brought up against her by the Nevada Commission of Judicial Discipline. Those are words you never want to hear if you're a judge. And it's for... I mean, reasons that are just absolutely unfathomable because she did it all to herself. Yeah. Um, so we have all kinds of things here. So one of the problems is that she attended a music festival and made an inappropriate statement about her judicial duties on social media. That was according to the formal charges. Complaining about having to show up early. Yeah. And she complains, uh, I guess Billie Eilish was playing. What what a, what a crabby life is still beautiful. It was the that was the festival, despite the fact that Billie Eilish doesn't start for thirty minutes, and I have an eight thirty a.m. calendar tomorrow. Oh boy, you can't stay out late at the concert because you have to work early in the morning. Gee, that's not like every other human being on the planet, lady. Oh man, okay. There's all kinds of stuff in here. Um, the post also violated the requirement that a judge's private life take a backseat to judicial activities. Minimize the risk of conflict with the obligations of judicial office, according to uh, the judicial code. But that, and, and see, that part of it, you can say, okay, yeah, big deal. So she was crabbing about having to work early. That's not that big a deal. And, and you might have a point if it weren't for the other social media posts that got her in trouble. And this one cuts right to the heart of, I mean, questions about judicial judicial ethics and putting yourself in a, a position where the, there's the appearance of impropriety. This was just stupid. There's a word in here I don't think I want to say. Um, Which one? It, it might not, <laughs> right? Uh, so the second count refers to a Facebook post, including a picture. It's her and it's two individuals identified as public defenders. And they're public defenders there. I mean, in her in court, Clark County, yes, these are that that if it was public defender somewhere else, maybe it wouldn't matter. But it's in Clark County. Uh, she is in a bikini with her arm around a shirtless uh, Robson Howers as another woman, Shauna Browers, stands behind them in a hot tub. It's the next line. 
you're in a hot tub. <laughs> and the catch, I don't love that last word. Yes. No, we're not reading that one on the air. Uh, we're we're going to edit that one a little bit. The post is captioned, Robson is surrounded by great breasts. But it's not that word. Only it's the word that's also the name of a bird. Yeah, it's that one. It is? Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't know that was a bird name. Oh, oh, it gets even worse. The bird is called the great tit, and I swear I am not making that up. <laughs> and yes, that's okay to say on the air. <laughs> because it was a bunch of nervous, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but yes, um, yeah, there's even coffee mugs that have that on them. But that aside, you don't want to go saying that when you're the judge. And I mean, they're public defenders. How better to show that you're biased toward the defense than to put yourself in a hot tub with a couple of people who are public defenders who might appear in front of you in your court? And she, and again, she did it to herself. It was yeah. her social media page that these were posted to. What a dummy. Yes. You are. I just look at this and say, you are the judge. Your job is to know laws and enforce them and make judgments on them. But you don't know, or maybe don't care about, the canons they call it, you know, the, the rules that you have to follow as a judge. How did she get this job? <laughs> That's an excellent question. Um, and, and she was, I believe she was elected. I, I guess judges there are elected. So they, because they make mention of the political party that she belongs to. That's the only reason that I, I'm under the impression yeah. that that's how she got her job. It says ran for office. Yeah, you're there right. you go. Uh-huh. I was looking to see when she was, she was sworn in uh, January 4th, 2021. I don't know if these are four year terms, but if they are, she's going to be in trouble in a year. Probably. Mm -hmm. It may not take that long. Yeah. Um, man, what, uh, what are you because there's a lot in here we didn't even talk about. I mean, there's a lot of legalese here. Um, a judge may engage in extrajudicial activities except as banned by law or this code. But there's a lot in here about, like you can complain and say she should be allowed to have a social life. There's a lot in here about not if you're a judge. Right. You can have a social life, but the job comes first. Exactly. Well, you can have a social life, but if I'm, if I'm a prosecuting attorney, and I have a, a case in front of that judge and the person who is accused, the person that I'm trying to put in jail is being defended by one of the two public defenders that she was in a hot tub with. The first yeah. thing I'm doing is going to that judge and asking her to recuse herself because you couldn't possibly expect her to be impartial when she's out buddy buddy and making jokes about her breasts in a, a social media post with her arm around that guy. Um, yeah, I, this is, uh, where does this stand? So she is charged with violating all kinds of this, all kinds of these canons. What can happen to her? Oh, she could be, ta she could be taken off the bench. Even though she's a, she was elected. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference if, okay. if, well, if judicial review comes in and says you violated the canons of ethics, I mean, she could conceivably be disbarred. So you could have a judge because presumably she was a lawyer before she was a judge. Again, I don't know that mm -hmm. because she was elected. But she was. She was a public defender. Okay, so there you go. So she could be disbarred, and they could they could take her off the bench, or at least uh, you know put her in a court where you know uh, where she wouldn't be where there wouldn't be a public defender. So you could put her you know in traffic court or something like that, where you wouldn't have to worry about those kinds of things. She should no longer work in in law. I, to, I think her days as a judge are coming to an end. 
or as a lawyer. I mean, it's, it's, again, your job is to enforce the law. And in doing so, you need to follow canons or laws of the job. And you just threw those out the window mm -hmm. and absolutely did not care. It's just so, I don't know how old she is. It's just such an immature, especially the comments about having to get up for court in the morning. Yeah. It's such a childish, and we just hold judges in such high regard for a good reason. They usually have to work really hard to get there. Did she not have to work hard to get there? Uh, it doesn't seem so, <laughs> you know, and if it did, I mean, if, if she did, because obviously you put in the work, if you're going to pass the bar, then you put in a tremendous amount of class time and you put in a tremendous amount of study time to be able to do that. I mean, there are people who have to take the bar four, five, six times mm -hmm. before they can finally pass the thing. So you figure she's not, at least in terms of book smarts, she's not a dummy. Right. But in terms of understanding what is acceptable and what isn't when you're in a job like that, a job where you hold people's lives sometimes in the balance. I mean, Clark County's a big county. That's Yep. I mean, you're you're getting some pretty big cases coming through there. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Hopefully they will act quickly on that one. Um, I want to pick on Illinois my home state here for a bit. Okay. Uh, we did the story last week about California. What, there was a proposal in California that would require new vehicles to have a device on your car that would stop you from speeding, but only if you went up to 10 miles an hour over. So it was okay to go 10 miles an hour over. Uh, there's an Illinois lawmaker who has interested, uh, introduced a bill now that would ban police from pulling over a driver unless they're going at least 25 miles an hour over the speed limit. Yeah, uh, I read it the other way, that, that they wouldn't allow you to pull the driver over if they were going over 25 miles an, over, an hour over the speed limit. It amends the, the Illinois Vehicle Code and prohibits law enforcement officers from conducting traffic stops on vehicles if that vehicle is speeding. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. Up to 25 miles an hour. Okay, yeah. I, I read it wrong. Um, it's, kind of, it's kind of awkward. Yeah, yeah, it's worded weirdly. But yeah, so if you're speeding... Uh, under 25 miles an hour over, they're not even going to pull you over. Right. Yeah. Um, and there were some other offenses there also. The bill says officers can only stop drivers who commit felony or misdemeanor speeding offenses. In Illinois, driving 26 miles an hour or more over the speed limit is a Class B misdemeanor. 35 miles and over is a Class A. So they wouldn't even stop you. If you were going 24 over. They also, and the, the bill also would amend the, we've talked about this before, that Illinois probably five or six years ago made driving without a seatbelt a primary offense, which means if they see you driving without a seatbelt, they can pull you over for that. Nope, that's going away too if this passes. Drivers who do not wear a seatbelt are also safe from being stopped under the proposed bill. The and bill also restricts officers from stopping vehicles that fail to display license plates or stickers <laughs> or operate with an expired registration sticker. Oh, great. And this guy is out of Chicago, isn't he? This is, uh, yeah, Democrat out of Chicago. Yep. There's a lot of traffic in Chicago. Like, that's a, that's a pro I would expect something like this to come out of Southern Illinois. Right. Where it's not as much of a problem. What are you doing? I love the fact that they're calling this the safety act. <laughs> you know, we're doing uh -huh. this in the name of public safety. Really, you're allowing people to go up to 25 miles an hour over the speed limit without license plates on their car, not wearing seatbelts in the name of safety. Man, there is nowhere in the story that tells me what's behind this. What's the reason to do this? Police manpower? Maybe. 
I, I, that's the only thing that I could think of. Um, yeah, they also said drivers who commit improper lane changes or improper lane usage. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff in here. Excessive tint. Now, okay, that may explain some of it. When we're talking about being pulled over for things like excessive tint, improperly displaying license plates, those, and and this may explain some of the motivation mm-hmm. behind this, those things, going. right, are often used to pull over black drivers for driving while black. Right. Right. Okay, fine. I will give you, I'll give you some of that then. I'll... But, but not the 25 miles an hour over. Yeah, really? Speeding? Yeah. And that's kind of an odd number, too, because in most states where they have gradations on speeding, and, and I think most states do, 15 is usually the limit. If you go yeah. 15 over, I know in Florida, if you go 15 over, that's all of a sudden four points on your license instead of two. In Tennessee, it's 15 over. I believe in Missouri and Kansas, both it's 15 over. I'd have to look. Um, but yeah, Illinois already gives you 25 miles an hour over the speed limit. And they're talking about anything under that. You don't even pull them over. Wow. And what's funny about Illinois is that it was one of the first states to do a statewide, no texting and driving law. Yep. Like they were really serious in in Chicago. It happened first, obviously, but then they went statewide with a hands-free, you know, um, hands-free only law. The primary seatbelt law became a big thing early. I don't, this is the opposite of some of those other efforts. Yeah. I suspect it's not going to pass. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think the chances are slim. Yes, but if you have thoughts on it, and if you can, maybe I'm missing something about this, a, a reason that you would do this, 913-586-7798. We'll get to your calls next on KMBZ. Talking about the story out of Illinois, this is the spring legislative session. We talk about all the legislation being proposed, and uh, you have a lawmaker out of Chicago who is proposing a bunch of changes to the traffic laws in the state, a bunch of amendments, including, and, and there's a lot in here, but one of them that we're talking about is banning police. It's kind of weird. Do you do the double negative? They can only stop you if you're going at least 25 miles an hour over the speed limit. They also can't stop you for violating the primary seatbelt law which is the definition of primary seatbelt law, is that they can pull you over for not wearing a seatbelt. Right. And so if they, I mean, the only way they would be able to do it at that point is let's say you are going 30 miles an hour over the speed limit. Then they pull you over and find out you're not wearing a belt. They can still ticket you for that, but they can't pull you over for it if they see you doing it. Let's go to Kellen, who's calling in from St. Louis. Hello, Kellen. It's Kevin, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Kevin. We miss miss you in St. Louis, Grayson. Oh, Um, hey, thanks, buddy. They, uh, yeah, uh, that, I drive a commercial 18-wheeler uh, all around Illinois. Is that going to apply to me, too? Can I get away with a little speeding, a little extra money in my pocket? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd like to know what the, is the wording. Does it uh, include some school zones and some crosswalks? And uh, this representative, where does his kids play in the street at? You know, uh, just a few questions I'd like to ask, ask. You we got know it. that he has kids, yeah. first of all. Kellen, thank you. Yeah, th- well, that's true. And uh, no, it, it doesn't seem to have any carve-outs for, for that, for driving in places where speed would be restricted. Now, the same rules are going to apply. So if it's normally 35 miles an hour, mm-hmm. but during those hours before and after school, it goes down to 25, then that would apply. And if you're going 51, they can yank you over. We don't have the legislation in front of us. We just have a story about it. That makes me crazy, but we can't get a hold of it. I would assume there are exceptions in it for construction zones. You hope so. And school zones and just special, you know, special zones like that. I'm going to assume that there would, if it's not in the legislation, there would be an amendment there. Illinois has sky high fines for speeding in a construction zone. 
I mean, it's, it's it, frankly, it's what got me to slow down. 375 bucks, $400, something like that. If you're speeding in a construction zone, you, it is no joke. Do you know what it is if you hit somebody in a construction zone? I can't even, uh, 10,000? 14. Yeah, it should be. I mean, oh, yeah. given how much construction there is in Illinois. I'm not complaining about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying it's a, that's what you mean by excessive. Is It's $14,000 if you hit a construction worker. Go for it. And and so I'm surprised that this is proposed in a place like that. But nonetheless, um, we'll see if this goes anywhere. I was surprised to find out at a time where the airlines need staff and customer service is an issue and, and we're still kind of working back up to pre-COVID-19 levels that American Airlines is going to cut staff, not add them. Yeah, you know how we were just saying that it's silly to have all these measures where police can't pull over people for doing dangerous things in the name of safety? Mm-hmm. Well, American Airlines is cutting staff significantly in the name of improving customer service. Because nothing improves customer service like fewer customer service people. <laughs> it's um, there, there's a couple lines in the statement that they put out. So uh, this was in USA Today. They said, we announced updates to our contact center organization that will help us better serve our customers. As part of those, we are creating a new customer success team <laughs> that'll be dedicated to providing more convenient, elevated support to customers, blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, this means some current positions will be eliminated. Um, total, the layoffs will uh, total 656 employees who are not represented by a union. It is 8.2% of their 8,000 customer-related positions. Yeah, uh, 335 of them work in Phoenix, 321 in Dallas-Fort Worth. I mean... I, I, I'm still trying to figure out how fewer customer service representatives makes your customer service better. Here's what I assume is going to happen is that more of these systems are going to be automated. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to get a hold of a person because they said these workers currently help passengers with their lost luggage and their loyalty program. So they don't care if you can't get through the loyalty program. They don't care, whatever. Uh, but good luck if you lose your luggage. My guess is you're dealing with a chat bot. A yeah. lot more than you used to. Right, yeah. You add which an, is pleasant. When you add an airline on Twitter <laughs> because mm-hmm. of a customer service complaint and they say, hey, let's DM about this. Yeah, that's not a person. I mean, that's already not a person. So, yeah, get ready for more of that. And, again, nothing improves customer service like chatting with a bot. I don't get it. Um, I, I don't understand. I don't know. Uh, they said... Um, lighter touch problems will be outsourced to international contact centers. Oh, that's also great for customer service. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that's what oh. I want to do is talk to some dude in Bangalore. Okay. So the only good thing about this is that, and I, I don't fly American very often. They said right now, American airlines passengers have to reach out to separate customer service teams for different issues. New structure will consolidate, consolidate that. I don't know what that means for the, for the customer though. Do I still just call one number? Or was I calling five numbers before based on what the problem was, and now I just call one number? Now you Does just, it make a difference? Right. You call one number, and then they reroute your call 15 times. Maybe. Oh, wait, I'm going to have yeah. to get you somebody else. Hang on. Yeah. Um, they said it will likely be passengers whose flights are impacted by factors like weather. Nothing about this is good. Nope. No, nothing about this is going to help anything. And I just don't understand why you would cut at a time I, where we're still kind of clawing our way back. I do, how I, however, love how they gave themselves a little bit of wiggle room in this because they, they didn't actually use the word improve. 
What they said they were going to do is elevate their customer service, which means <laughs> nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so they are adding jobs in other places. There are 135 spots on the new customer success team, although the layoff employees are going to have to apply for one of those jobs. That's always exciting. Mm. Or one of the 800 other open American Airlines jobs. My guess is a lot of those open jobs are for flight attendants and pilots, which these people are not going to be qualified to do. Also true. Yeah. So, I mean, they're still going to be in rough shape. Um, and if you think about that, what's that going to do? That's going to necessitate more customer service calls because mm -hmm. people are going to have problems because there's not enough staff to, to fly all the planes. Yeah, this is there. There's a circling the drain quality about this story that I'm not real happy about. Ew. Remember how yesterday I said I signed up for Spirit Airlines um, Secret Saver program? Uh -huh. It's making that look better now. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> it, it, it seemed like maybe not the best idea at first, but it, it sounded better. All right, speaking of flying, uh, plans for Las Vegas. If you want to go for the Super Bowl, you still can. You're going to be paying a lot for it. We go further into that with Joe Curtis of Ascend Us next here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Time is ticking away. So we get closer to the Super Bowl. It seems like it's going very slowly, uh, but a lot of interest in people that want to go, even if not going to the game, just going and hanging out in Las Vegas during the game. We wanted to get some insight into what kinds of deals, if any, you can find out there for that weekend. <laughs> deals might be a bit of a stretch. Definitely. <laughs> Joe Curtis is here, CEO of Ascend Us Travel. Joe, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. So if we've waited this long, and of course, I mean, we had to wait to make sure that the Chiefs were actually going to be there. And now that we know that, uh, is there such thing as a deal left to be had in terms of travel between here and Las Vegas? Not really, no. Uh, looking at flights this morning, and they've added a lot of flights with American Airlines, Delta, United, Southwest, and Spirit have all added flights, you know, between February 8th and February 12th. But Right now, the lowest rate that you can get round trip is roughly $1,100. And that one is um, a red-eye return after the game that departs Vegas at 1220 and gets you home here in Kansas City at 5 a.m. So that's uh, it's a little tough going. The, the, other, the other flights are roughly 1500 to 2500 for coach. Uh, first class is running around 4400 and up, but it's, it's really, really limited. Um, if you want to make multiple connections and you're willing to do that when you leave, you know, going through Denver, maybe to Salt Lake and then back over, um, you're looking at roughly 800 and up. So that's, I mean, that's probably your cheapest option if you want to put in the time with the connections. Is there a point at which the airlines look at this and say, we'll add more flights 
in the next few days? Do they look at it and say, there is so much demand, we'll add even more? Uh, potentially, but the prices will stay the same. They'll keep it at with supply and demand at, at where they're at. So they'll keep the prices remaining the same. Yeah, well, I want to point something out, too, because of what you just mentioned about that flight, that red eye back from Las Vegas that leaves after midnight and gets you here about 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm sure there are people going, how long does that flight take? Yeah, but you're adding two hours, right, because they're Pacific time. Yeah, that's correct. It'll add two hours onto it, and that's actually flight 87 for Travis Kelsey. Is that the back. Kelsey flight? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now let's talk about if, if somebody decides to outlay that cash or decides to drive or take Greyhound or whatever and get themselves to Las Vegas uh, and they need a place to stay, what are we looking at? I mean, are hotels the best way to go? Are some of the, the gig economy, you know, Airbnbs and Verbos maybe the way to go? Or, or what's available still in terms of a place that's known for having a, a few hotels? Right. I mean, that, that's the benefit of this being in Las Vegas is they have tons of hotels down there. So there is some availability still there. Uh, rates are running anywhere from $400 if you're off the strip to over $1,000 if you're on the Strip. So if you're looking at the Bellagio or Mandela Bay, one of those, MGM Grand, you're going to be over $1,000. But you can stay south of the Strip and, and still be fine. Um, you know, I know it's $400, but that's going to be your cheapest option. How much of the flights and hotel rooms for Super Bowl weekend, particularly in Las Vegas, are booked before we even know who the teams are by people that just know they want to go to the Super Bowl no matter what? Yeah, there are certain ones done by all the sponsors and stuff. So I, I want to say it's around 25% that they tell us that's already booked because, you know, uh, certain sponsors have all their, their stuff booked. And so they have a room block and everything for all their individuals that are coming or maybe clients that they're bringing with. So those are already set in stone. So, and then you get into the teams booking their stuff and, that's when the prices really go up is after that. Yeah, no kidding. You know, it's interesting, too, because I've I've never been to Las Vegas, so I know nothing about the town in terms of being able to get around. So if somebody does decide, okay, we're going to save a little bit of money by saying, staying south of the Strip, like you mentioned, or you know, just going as far away from the center of things as we possibly can be and traveling in, what are we looking at? I mean, what kind of town is Las Vegas in terms of uh, you know public transportation? Or do you have to rent a car? I mean, that sort of thing. Or is it easier to get around by using, do they even have light rail? Uh, your, your best options is going to be to use like an Uber or Lyft down okay. there to be able to get around. Rental car, yes, you can do rental car, but it's also going to be supply and demand with rental cars. So those prices have gone up quite a bit as well. And and the supply would make me a little nervous uh, for folks going down their plan and on making sure their car was there. So I would look at using a shared service. Turo, also an option for something like that? Excuse me? Uh, tur- using Turo, using the, the service Turo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yes. Yep. Okay. I've, I should glance. I haven't looked at those rates here um, in a bit. What about the option? And we talked about this uh, a little bit yesterday. Instead of flying into Vegas, flying into Los Angeles and driving or Phoenix and driving or Sacramento and driving, it, do those rates get better for flights? They definitely, definitely get a lot better. And I think some people are going to be looking at doing that. I also feel you're going to have a lot of people coming over that maybe don't have tickets that are so called snowbirds down there that'll be coming from Phoenix and from Southern California that will be coming for the entertainment part of it. So it's just going to be crowded and they're taking up some of the hotel 
space. But yes, that is an option if you would like to do that. And those flights are still available. Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, I just looked it up too and found out that, and this is a direct quote from the Nevada independent, the Las Vegas Valley remains the only large metro region in the mountain West without a developed light rail system. So not only do they not have one, they're alone in that. That's a little surprising to find out about a metropolitan area like that, that, I mean, that demands getting around. So in terms of where the stadium is, um, I mean, is, is, does Las Vegas have much in terms of outskirts, you know, in terms of traveling in a half an hour away, or are you just out in the middle of the desert at that point? No, they have they have uh, infrastructure outside the city that you can stay at and, and be able to get in, and there's plenty of Ubers and stuff like that down there that will be able to handle you. Gotcha. Yeah, my knowledge of it is that there aren't, like Henderson is the only suburb I can think of, but there are, it's not just the Strip. That there are there yeah. are things there. Does it help yep. you out to expand your dates out and to not just go like Friday to Sunday? Yes, that would definitely help. If you got down there earlier, or stayed longer, that would definitely help on your flights. Good deal. Um, yeah. So again, as we get closer into the game, we've been talking about the fact that the ticket prices for the game are getting so expensive. They, the average price for the cheap seats has now gone over ten thousand dollars a piece. So it's going to be a major investment, no matter what you do. Um, are there going to be things to do? I mean, I know the NFL does this every time there's a big game. They have the NFL experience there, and there are all kinds of things that they build into the area around the stadium. Las Vegas, of course, famous for entertainment. Are there going to be those kinds of availabilities to go catch a show on the Strip if you do what Jamie said? You get in on Wednesday night and you want to spend Thursday going out and hitting the town. Is that? Are they also going to jack up prices for those kinds of things? Yeah, there, there will be more of a premium for those types of events, but they are going to be available for the spectators to go down there and see it. So they will have them. they got tons of capacity for that, but they will be more at a premium. In terms of Super Bowl cities, cities that have hosted the Super Bowl, one of the things I heard about was that um, a lot of the parts of this trip are more expensive because it's Las Vegas and because it just is a more expensive experience. If it was being held somewhere else, this year was kind of a weird year anyway, but would some of these rates be lower? I, I believe so, yes. I think the big draw to this is it's the first time that Las Vegas has ever held the Super Bowl. And so everybody's excited to go down there and add in the Vegas experience along with the Super Bowl. So I think that inherently has driven up prices. Definitely. All right. Well, Joe Curtis, if folks are looking at making those last minute reservations, if they want to get on it today and say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and put in the investment and get to the Super Bowl. uh, What can they find out at Ascendus Travel and how do they get in touch? Uh, So they can reach out to us and talk directly to any of our advisors if they would like to. Or, uh, you know, I'd recommend just searching out online, too, and seeing what's out there. But if they want that personal touch experience, uh, they certainly can reach out to us at Ascendus. Good deal. Ascendus.com. Joe Curtis, CEO of Ascendus Travel. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You got it. Take care. Thanks so much for being with us. All right. We'll uh, be back to wrap the hour next on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. No Dana today? No Dana today. Okay. So you're... Does this assume it's going to be you and Mackie? Once again, I am Francis. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, <laughs> That's I, I said this morning. I believe uh, Michael Mackie said yesterday he is unavailable, so oh. I'll be in till four, and I don't know what's okay. going to happen after that. Somebody else's problem, or yep. just Scott's problem. <laughs> it's after, an uh, SEP. 
After four o'clock. Uh, okay, we have a bunch of stories we haven't gotten to today that we're going to try to go through here for a bit. Um, let's talk about Jackie Robinson and about this statue uh, that was vandalized. Oh, this story makes me so mad. Yeah, um, goes back to last week. There is a there's an organization in Wichita called League Forty Two, and it's a it's a nonprofit. They it's it's kind of like a little league baseball related thing. And the reason it's called League 42 is because that was Jackie Robinson's jersey number. Of course, Jackie Robinson, the one who was the first to integrate Major League Baseball and is seen as a hero. I mean, an American hero um, and has been for the longest time because of what he went through when that move was made to bring him up to the majors. So... I mean, we have a, a sort of a vested interest in this in that the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum happens to be here in town. And right. this is just to our southwest. So th- they have uh, in in this park uh, in Wichita, the League 42 has a pavilion and they've got baseball diamonds and all of this stuff. And they had a statue of Jackie Robinson, a bronze statue of Jackie Robinson. Last week... We got word that this statue of Jackie Robinson had been, quote, stolen. And we saw the pictures immediately that showed the home plate on w- that he's standing next to, that the statue was standing next to. And you can still see the feet of the statue were still there. They used like an angle grinder or something like that to cut it off at the ankles and then take the top of the statue away. And as soon as I saw that, I said, no, no, no. We're not talking theft here. We're talking vandalism. This right. is this is somebody who is torqued off that the Confederate statues have come down, and this is their retaliation, is to find a, an American hero who is African-American and famous for integrating something and destroying this statue. We now have two updates. The first is, while they haven't caught the people who did it, they found the truck that was used to take the statue away which means they're close. And if you listened in to Kansas City's Morning News this morning, right here on KMBZ, you heard our ABC reporter say to Wink and Amy that, yes, the police have indicated they are very close, that they know who did it, but they haven't made any arrests yet. They're on their way to do exactly that. So expect that within the next day or two. But they're pretty sure they know who is responsible for this because they have his truck. So right. Right. that's makes it easier. Usually a pretty good indication. So um, they're trying to gather additional evidence and all of that and maybe waiting to see if somebody that was involved in this is going to turn himself in. And that's what they've asked to have happen. As far as we know, that hasn't happened yet. But the second update is that, and bolstering my opinion that that's exactly what this was, is that they found the statue. The uh, first responders, the, the fire department was called to a trash can fire at a different park across town in Wichita. And when they showed up and extinguished the fire inside, they found the statue of Jackie Robinson not only burned, but in pieces. It had been cut apart. And it had been torched, yeah. Um so they said the good news about this, and maybe the only good news about this, is that they said the mold from the original statue is still intact. Yes. So they'll be able to get a replica of the original. The mold is still viable. And that statue, um, the original one, reappears at McAdams Park, will be the work of the original guy that created it. So they can do another one. 
because they've still got the mold to use. Yes, and that's great news. Um, I mean, the damage that was done is going to cost an incredible amount of money. And so uh, the other good news about this, and I love this, the fact that um, we here locally have gotten involved, people in Wichita, people across the country have gotten involved in this because there's a GoFundMe that was set up to uh, to you know take care of that piece of it to get the money together to go ahead and replace this statue and make forty two uh, league forty two whole again as a result of all of this. It's only been up for a couple of days. The goal on the statue, and I'm boy, I'm watching it go up as we speak. Yeah, me too. The I'm goal on it was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars as of this morning. When that report happened on Kansas City's Morning News, it was about one hundred eight thousand dollars. It's now up to one thirty six four forty four. They're only about fifteen thousand dollars shy of their goal of one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for this thing. They'll hit it by the end of the day. Yeah, twenty eight hundred dollars, or excuse me, twenty eight hundred donations. So 28 different donations have come in to get that there. Yeah, I mean, this is making national news. So no doubt it'll go way over the 150. I can't wait until they catch these jokers. I really can't. I want to see them on camera explain this. They won't. I know. They they won't have a good, there won't be an explanation that will make anybody. We know what it is. It'll be okay. It's it's racism. I mean, it's it's fairly obvious when you take down the statue of the African-American hero and burn it up and cut it up and throw it in a trash bin. It's pretty clear the message you're sending. They said any donations that exceed the $150,000 will be used to fund the operational needs, including the four educational programs there. Good. So. Fantastic. GoFundMe is going to let them use that money because they've declared what they're going to use the other money for. And they're telling you that. So if it goes over the 150, the money will not go to waste. There is also a reward, by the way. The Wichita Metro Crime Commission said during a press conference that up to a $2,500 reward for tips leading to an arrest and a separate reward of up to $5,000 for tips that lead to finding the statute. That obviously that part of it's over with. But the $2,500 reward for tips leading to an arrest is still out there. I assume there would be cameras, right? Well, that's how they found the truck. So there were were cameras, but they weren't close enough to identify anybody. Okay. Um, Yeah, short of the truck being stolen so that the plates don't match uh, whoever was driving it and whoever was in it, you would think that would lead them to whomever whomever did this and that right and if the truck was stolen which again wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility then what police are going to do is they'll comb that truck for any evidence that might have been left behind by the people who stole it a couple of you in the text line have suggested that the statue was stolen for the brass uh apparently not if or it was, if it was, they could sell it for the bronze. If it was stolen for the for the bronze then uh why would you cut it up and throw it in a trash can and set it on fire yeah yeah, you didn't. I mean, I guess we'll find out later if parts of it, what parts are missing. But yeah, you would have just, you would have just taken it. Yep. I mean, you wouldn't have destroyed it and put it in a trash bin and lit it on fire. You just would have taken it away with you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Interesting thought, but I doubt it. Yeah. Okay. There was a bit of a typo on a sign <laughs> that was very unfortunate. Uh, yeah. A restaurant in Canada. And they had a problem. We don't know exactly what the problem was, but they had some kind of a problem in their dining room. Um, So they put up a sign on the front door. They locked the front door to the place and put up a sign advising people that the dining room was going to be closed but that the uh, the carryout service would still be available, you know, for for people that wanted to go ahead and do that. But uh, what they meant to say was due to unforeseen circumstances, 
uh, our dining room is closed for the day and you can go ahead and order online for for pickup. Uh, what they screwed up is instead of unforeseen circumstances, the sign says it's due to unforeseen circumcisions. <laughs> so, so I'm going to assume this was an autocorrect. It sounds like it. Yep. Fail. The sign is massive, though. Yeah. yeah and, and so did you not? Did nobody, <laughs> Did nobody take a glance at it? Read that thing before you put it up on the front door. Yeah, they taped it up, and it has since gone viral. It's a, a pizza shop. Uh, I believe, yeah, it was in Ontario, northern Ontario, up near Ottawa. And uh, it's been shared to Facebook groups. It's all over the place. In the booming metropolis of Timmins, Ontario, one ex-user with more than 6,000 followers shared a copy of the photo with the caption, The perfect typo doesn't exist. Uh, however, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yes. So this restaurant, I don't believe has responded to this that we've seen. No, they need to make funny out of this. Like they need to make a special, the circumcision special or something. <laughs> I don't know if I want to order the circumcision. Feel free special. to suggest what that pizza looks like <laughs> if you would like, but they need to, those aren't pepperoni frankly, just to keep getting the attention. Because this is a grand opportunity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Take it and run. Yeah. What, the only thing that they did say that one of their, uh, the general manager, Mark Girard, took to social media and said, we appreciate all of our loyal customers and how you're having fun with our little mishap yesterday. So, yeah, um, they, they at least had a sense of humor about it. However, <laughs> I think next time they're probably going to do a little more proofreading. Get to cooking. Get to working in that kitchen and come up with something. Have fun with it. All right, John's not going anywhere, uh, but we will, tomorrow's Thursday, we'll be back tomorrow here on KMBZ. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.